Welcome to Murder, She Don't, the movie podcast where we watch horror movies because he likes them. But she don't. But then we talk about them because she does like talking. But he don't. Today we're talking about the 2013 film Warm Bodies. Yeah. Directed by Jonathan Levine, uh, with the screenplay also by Jonathan Levine, based on Warm Bodies, the book by Isaac Marion, starring Nicholas Holt. Teresa Palmer, who I'm not really super familiar with. Yeah, I don't Rob know. Rob Corddry. It's got Malkovich in it. Yeah. Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. And who is, who's ours best friend? That's a guy. That's Rob Corddry, yeah. Okay. I really like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Corddry is really funny. That's a guy. But yeah, it was uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. Pretty good movie. So let's, uh, let's... We saw it in the theaters. We did see it in the theaters. I think it was around Valentine's Day, which is why we're doing it this month. Yes, because it came out in February of that year. So yeah. I think for our Valentine's Day that year, you actually went to see one. And then it was based on Romeo and Juliet. Which pissed me the fuck which off. Which you hate. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Hate it. We might get into the five-minute diatribe that I have prepared in my back pocket of why Romeo and Juliet is the worst love story ever. <laughs> Before we get into it, content warning. Any sensitivities? I mean, it's a zombie film. So there's bloods there's, and there's guts. Yeah, and like cannibalism. Like two jump scares? Yeah, no, it's a really light jump scare, though. Like yeah. it doesn't, It doesn't really read to me like a horror movie which is why i was probably like yeah we can go see it and then it was like worse than a horror movie because it's based on romeo and juliet (laughs) so but yeah the second watch that we did recently for Mm. for the cast i i didn't hate it as much because i already knew what it was yeah yeah and then uh recommendation spoiler free recommendation would you recommend this one if you know that it is based (laughs) On, on the, the worst, the uh, most god awful love story ever. Then yeah, I I enjoyed it the second time. So yeah, it's a fine movie. It's cute. It's whatever. Like it's not gonna change your life, but it's fine. Yeah. If if you, get... if you hate horror movies, then yes, I would yeah, recommend yeah. This, this one. Is, this is a really easy watch. Yeah, it's not gonna satisfy your partner that is into horror movies <laughs> if that's the case, but. If you're looking for something to watch, convince them, hey, there's a zombie movie. What? Zombies? Yeah, and I'll watch it with you. Perfect. Yeah. All right, so to get into the meat of the story, or the brains of the story, (laughs) I'm sorry. Starts off with Nicholas Holt's character, R, the zombie who lives at the airport, just kind of like reminiscing about life and thinking. He's he's inner monologuing. Yeah. And so he's just kind of shuffling about. And he, he looks at the other zombies and he kind of wonders, like, do they have this sort of, like, inner thoughts like I do? Right. His one friend is Rob Corddry, who he calls M, right? Because that's the only... I guess. I... And and their pastime is grunting at each other. Yeah, they they both kind of... And they have the same taste <clears throat> in food. And they can, they can say, like, one word every once in a while because they do, like, later on they do say, like, city hungry to each other but yeah. it's very very basic but he also he lives on one of the airplanes yeah and has a collection of stuff he just likes like <laughs> records and just 
uh, what I, are they called? I Stereographs say, and I, I want to say bob bobbleheads are in there somewhere. Yeah, he's, like he's that would got... be the type of thing. I don't think I ever saw one, but I was like, he totally has like Funko Pops up in there. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> this might might have been before Funko Pops became like really popular, yeah. but that that would be the kind of thing. He's a, he's a collector and yes. a, a lot of cool stuff. We kind of meet him through that, and he's kind of I guess the sensitive zombie at heart. <laughs> And he's got a like that with the brains of gold. He's got that early 2010s like cute boy vampire haircut and kind of spiky in <laughs> yes. front but across your forehead the... at the same time yes, simultaneously. The, the Chris like Gaines it's... haircut it always makes me think of when Garth Brooks was Chris Gaines. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> For the like two people out there who remember Chris <laughs> Gaines. Look, he was Chris Gaines was attractive until I found out he was Garth Brooks <laughs> and then I'm like, "Why?" R meets up with M and is like, "Hey, let's go to the city well." They say, hungry city. Uh, and they get a pack together because the zombies are very slow moving. And when they're in a pack, it's a little Straight easier to. Yeah. Right. So they meet up with, let's see, Perry and Julie, who are a human couple. Mm -hmm. And we meet them because they're briefing them before they go out on a pharmacy run. Run. Yeah. Like farm run. We also meet the, there's two types of zombies. There's the fleshies, they called them in the book, but I'm not sure what they called them, or if they called them that in the movie. Corpses, they call the them The corpses, corpses, yes. And then the the skeletons are bonies. Bonies, yeah. And they do call them bonies in the. Yeah, the humans call them skeletons and the zombies refer to them as bonies. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so we meet those and those are the zombies who have just kind of given up. They're, they're the ones who have let, like. They've emaciated all yes. the way to just being this mummified corpses almost yeah skeleton it's not even it doesn't even look human it looks like a skeleton and they're cgi'd yes yes i think they're entirely cgi'd but it's not distracting to me yeah it's not like it's not the worst cgi it's, yeah i mean it's it, not great no. but it reminds me kind of of like a ray harryhausen clash of the Titans skeleton it was it looks like one of those but like beefed up with cgi okay that no reference okay yeah. <laughs> old stop motion skeleton attack okay. anyway so they go to the city they meet up with perry and uh what's her name julie julie is the juliet character and perry is her boyfriend played by dave franco who it comes across she doesn't like she, i guess she's not super in love with him anymore like they were kind of either broken up or she was just it seemed like she was just going through the motions with him kind of thing like well she with grabbed a little his bit hand we, but he pulled away right there was something going going on there's tension there and we we later find out what that was and rightfully so there should have been tension there but the zombie pack attacks them r eats perry's brain they're not just perry and like right right there's there's, there's the pack. Julie's best friend, who is the I nurse don't... character. Yeah, I don't remember. She the literally name. wants to be a nurse, and so yeah, I don't remember her character either. But the actress that plays her, amazing. Yeah, it's a uh, what's her uh, um um Annalee Tipton. Yes, and I've seen her in a few. Yeah, things. she's been in a bunch of she's, stuff. She's a great character actress. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for her to be her own ingenue, but yeah. So there's a whole group of them together. And, you know, he's kind of explaining, you know, we have to come here. Do you know how much medicine the city needs? And there's there's a big wall around the city that they have to open up to let them out to go for this farm run. 
and they of course have guns and whatever and they're all in their tactical gear and you know they're just kind of hanging out and perry's the most serious one and Mm -hmm. he's like we have a quota we have we have our orders and they hear something and they're like we need to go guys we need to go and he's like we have our orders so they stay and get attacked we find like Perry Ours, goes down. Yeah, Perry goes down. R is talking about how he doesn't really like to eat people, but it's the only thing that like satiates it. Mm-hmm. And then the reason they eat the brains in this one is because it's the one time they they, they get their memories and mm-hmm. they get to feel like being human again. Yeah. Unlike another you know, Turn of the Living Dead stuff where it's like, oh, this is the only thing that stops the pain. This is the only thing that connects them to humanity again. Right. And if they don't eat the brain, then they turn them. Yes. So if then you don't eat the brain, that the the zombie you or the person you bought will become a zombie. Yeah, the person you bit, not bought. Bought, bit, bit bited. 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 <laughs> But yeah, he explains, like, if I don't, like, I hate to eat the brain because sometimes the memories aren't good. Mm-hmm. But if I don't, he might come back. He's going to come back. And then there's more competition for food and just like the ethics of I either kill this person and I'm a horrible person or I bite him, turn him, and now we're both horrible people. So to prevent it from bad people or monsters growing exponentially, it's more ethical to eat his brain. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's this second time around, I was not thinking so much about. Because the first time, I walked in not knowing it was R and J. And then once I realized it, that was all I could focus on. (laughs) So now I'm like unpacking everything else that was in the movie. And there's a lot more in it than the play that shall not be named. (laughs) Like, there's so much more to this movie i i hate them for using that as a as a guise or as a ruse to tell the story because the story can stand up on its own but anyway so he eats perry like he's the one that eats perry r is the one that eats perry and he's already seen julie and is attracted to her because they do that slow motion like her shooting the other zombies and he's like like looking at her and then once he eats the perry's brain he gets more attract he gets perry's attraction to her as well yeah and he sees fire like the memory sequences are so cool because it it plays this like music behind it and there's fireworks and he's remembering all the good things until he doesn't until he starts remembering the bad things yeah the ones that can get away got away but julie is still there julie is still there she shoots him in the shoulder and then the other zombies come like are starting to come back and he tells her shh and he takes the blood from his gunshot wound and puts it on her face sniffs her and is like safe and she's like what and so then he leads her back in the pack while she's covered with the scent of zombie blood back to the airport and i'm like for what though but for what like what is your end game here dude but he he doesn't want to stop hanging out with her and she's like i don't want him to kill me (laughs) so there's this whole stockholm syndrome thing that happens so she's terrified and he's like, okay, I need. I know when a woman needs a minute. And I'm like, you should know when a woman doesn't want to be led back to the den of the zombies, yo. But anyway, so she's on his plane. He goes and sits in a car, comes back, checks on her. And she's tried to escape during one of these times. When she's yes, like, but the first time say. she doesn't realize that she can unlock the door. And so he comes back and gives her a blanket. That's what it is. Mm, yeah, I was yeah. like, what peace offering does he do to like, gain her trust 
he gives her a blanket and then says, I won't eat you or, you know, you're safe. And so she starts asking, like, I just want to go home, dude. Like, let me go home. And he's like, it's not safe. It's not safe. So he goes to find her something Food. to eat. Yeah. And they find, like, fruit cocktail. Yeah. You know, canned fruit that didn't go bad, wasn't perishable. And so she's eating the crap out of that. And then he goes and leaves again and she escapes and she's on the like tarmac and is running. And this whole horde of zombies sniff her out because she doesn't smell like his blood anymore. And he's right behind her. Like he knows. He probably sniffed her out too. He leads her back. He's like, you can't leave. And she's like, I, you said a couple of days. It's been a couple of days. They do, Yeah, they spend some time getting to know each other before like the yeah. couple of days things happen because she she does eventually have to leave but they spend a couple of days like getting to know each other and she's like it's such a weird concept of being like oh yeah this this dead guy i kind of want to bone him you know what I mean? like it's yeah. it's so weird i don't think it's that yet right but she's starting to get attached like, to maybe, him like i think her her mind is opening up to maybe, maybe they're, they're not, not all bad they're not maybe the main, they're mindless. and she was talking about like a cure Yes. The, like in the beginning of the movie and everybody's like no they're just corpses you just shoot them on sight point blank period and i'm like oh okay whatever she can't leave however they can get into a car yeah. and go 70 down the the tarmac the, yeah. down the tarmac which is a great shot because there's two tiny little baby zombies they're so precious i love them they look dead that's their little girls yeah no, it's a boy and a girl. Is it a boy and a girl? Yeah. It is a boy and a girl. Yes, yeah. you're right. And it's just so cute and innocent. And like, it makes you angry that they're zombies, but they're sitting there just watching this red sports car just shoot past them. And it's there's music and it's just a really fun shot. And I'm thinking, okay, so she can't leave. But she can drive around, obviously doing something a zombie is not capable of, because then she switches seats with him, and he crashes the car. Yeah, his little, like, <laughs> like lead foot, and then brakes, lead foot brakes. So obviously she's not a zombie, because otherwise she wouldn't be able to operate a motor vehicle but anyway it was just contradictions like that eventually he gets the memory of her because he's carried some of harry's brain in his pockets yeah. to munch on which is gross yeah the smell like what does it smell like, like i imagine what... your nose in a zombie apocalypse would eventually get pretty used to the smell of like rotting everything especially with like the zombies walking around like the smell of rotting people is going to be everywhere ew yeah, well. He keeps taking little bites of, of Perry's brain, and uh, he gets the memory back of them sneaking out of the compound, basically. Mm -hmm. He gets the, the memory of them sneaking out to, like, a sports arena, underground, subway station, escalator type of situation, and it's, like, the only way out. And so, of course, the teenagers find it and they go and have their fun or whatever. So he's remembering that. And then he remembers that they snuck out to go try to find his dad. And they found him. And he was a zombie. Mm -hmm. And Perry freezes. And like... Perry, Perry zombie dad then attacks him. Yeah. The zombie dad attacks Perry. And he trips over something. And so Julie has to shoot Perry's dad in the head because he's a zombie she gets him up and they get away unscathed but that's that's why there was so much tension mm -hmm. and so that's when perry decides to sign up for the forces to get rid of all the corpses and blah 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 blah. by the way julie's dad is like the general 
Yeah, he's the guy, kind of like the mayor or whatever of the yeah. city. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily... He's the leader, like, whatever it is. He's like the he's, leader of the, the military operations. Well, it, it definitely seems like he's the leader of everything, because he's the one who d- decided that Perry would be able to join the military and, you know, go on these missions and all this sort of stuff. It seems like it's a merit, a military-led city. Compound, yeah. Compound, yeah. But, like, we see only the military side of things. We don't yeah. see the food distribution. We don't see the other, like, how the inner workings happen we just see the military that's why i'm like okay he's a general in the military somebody else is in charge of all the other stuff so eventually she's like i need to go home and ours like okay i can't i can't keep you here forever and so they start on their way home she or on taking her home he (laughs) there is that cute part when he rescues her from the the, her first uh, escape and he's like act dead and she's like he's like too much (laughs) yeah Anyway, they, they make their way back to the compound. But kind of. he has, like, okay, so he has this stunted zombie speech pattern, mm-hmm. right? Like the, too much. Right. But he also has a stutter. Yes. <laughs> too much. Like, it's adorable. Anyway. While they're on the way, R reveals to her that, that he killed Perry, and she's kind of like, I kind of knew that, but he falls asleep because zombies don't sleep, but he falls asleep that night because his heart has started beating again, which is... Just once every so often. Yeah, but his heart has beat again, and that's also made him the bonies. They notice him now. Before, they didn't notice the other zombies, but now, because their heart's beating, the bonies have noticed them. We haven't seen, like, they're not attacking and eating the other zombies. And on their way out of the compound, not the compound, the airport, airport. to get her back home, they run into a bunch of bonies. Mm -hmm. And they run into some regular zombies too yes including including him and so they start sniffing and they smell her and so they start coming towards him and he's like not her not her and so he saves her basically from the other zombies m sees it and he goes food eat food food and he's not understanding and then they run into some bonies and they're like running and he's zombie running so it's not that bad and m pulls up in the little cart the The airport cart cart, yeah. yeah and he runs over some bonies and he's like what to help and like they get so it started changing the other zombies the other zombies too because r has changed yes so you know he's 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 having this effect on the other zombies he tells julie about eating perry's brain she goes like i kind of knew they go to sleep he has a dream but when he wakes up in the morning she's gone yeah so he starts heading back towards airport and he's feeling cold again which he hasn't felt cold in a while it's raining and he's like my heart's beating what like why am i feeling cold yeah and he runs into m and m's basically like yeah the the bonies are driving us out you've changed something in us and they're coming after us and they're gonna come after her Mm-hmm. So R decides what he's going to do is he takes the zombies who have been kind of pushed out of the airport and takes them because he can remember Perry's like the way they escaped the compound the first time. Mm-hmm. And he takes them and kind of says, wait here, sneaks into the compound to go visit Julie. Where there's a balcony fucking scene. <laughs> oh, her friend's name is Nora. Nora. I love I, Nora. I don't remember them saying that ever in the movie, though. No. I don't think so either, but she needed a name. Yeah, for the but script. anyway, they they do the their version of the balcony scene. They do a a they decide what they're gonna do is tell. He kind of explains to Julie what's happening. They decide they're going to tell her dad, Mm -hmm. John Malkovich, the general guy, what's happening. But they can't have him walking around like a zombie. So they do like a whole makeup and like they start playing a pretty woman at first. (laughs) And Julie's like, turn that off. And she's like, come on, it's funny. Which it was hilarious. It was. (laughs) 
So they they go. They tell attempt to tell. Oh, his. By well, the way, hold on. His his glow up here. Don't just glaze by the fact that there was the cliche like. Whoa. Yeah. He doesn't look that different. He just looks alive now. There actually, there's something with the makeup here that's actually pretty clever because it looks like he's dead, and then they put alive makeup on top of that. Yeah. Instead of just like, oh, here he is, just with like normal movie makeup. They they tried. They went the extra step, and I was like, I appreciate that. Like mm-hmm. you could have gone just been like, boom, normal makeup. Yeah. That's how good it is. It he looks like he's got fake makeup on, but it works. You know what I mean? It, it, I don't know. I thought it was pretty. From from the production standpoint, yes, but like the fact that Nora was like, "Hey, you pass as a human, yeah. yay!" <laughs> and you know, Julie's like uh, drooling over him. I'm like, "Come on, can you get more cliche? gross?" It's, it's, it is gross. It's he's so a gross. freaking. He's a zombie. He's he's dead. Yes. Anyway, so they go to tell... Oh, by the way, uh, Juliet's last name is Grigio. And I don't know why I thought that was hilarious, but their last name is Grigio. Why Why did you think that's hilarious? I don't know. Like Pinot Grigio? Like the like the white wine? I, I don't know why I thought it was funny. I thought it was weird. Such Better an odd than name Juliet to choose. Capulet. Eh, Juliet Capulet. Yes. I never even thought about that, yeah. Even more reason to hate <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. So they go to the colonel and um, explain to him, like, hey, zombies are coming. You need to watch out. And he's like, no, you're a, you're a, you're a evil zombie i'm gonna kill you and they, they end up having to make a run for it and nora <laughs> is adorable she pulls back the hammer of the gun like clicks it back and is like i'm sorry mr whatever and he goes you won't shoot me and she goes oh i definitely will but she's just so nice about it because he pulls a gun on r and then Nora's there with the gun behind him and is like, let him go. And the general's like, you're not going to shoot me. Oh, I definitely will. <laughs> R takes Julie and they start running. They run into M and his gang of like heartbeat zombies. But the bonies are getting ready to crash in. And he's like, M's, we'll, we'll fight them off. You guys run. So M and his group of heartbeat zombies are now fighting the bonies. Heartbeat zombies, band name called it. Oh. Awesome. Em <laughs> and his group are taking on the bonies. R and Juliet, Ju- sorry, Julie are running through the, I think it's like a baseball stadium or a football stadium or something like that. I think it's both, like an ice rink and the, the, there's definitely a baseball stadium, but I, yeah. I feel like there's a basketball court in there somewhere too. It's it's and very it's big just, and it's, weird. It's just a sports complex. That's attached to a subway station. Like, it's very confusing to me. And then the human army starts running in because they've heard of these mass amounts of zombies that are attacking or getting close to the... And he wants his daughter back. Yeah, and he wants he, his daughter back. He goes after her. The, there's that funny scene where Em is fighting the bonies and the, the army comes up and it's like, which, which ones do we shoot? And he throws one down. That asshole. <laughs> I don't know. His diction is getting much better. Yes, yes. As the, he can as say it goes more along. than one syllable at a time. Here is this part that, that was weird and I didn't really like. So the bonies have cornered Juliet and R. Mm-hmm. Julie and R. <laughs> and they open this door that's just out to nothing. They're like five or six stories up and it's it's out to nothing. Yeah. There's nothing there. There's no walkway. There's no... And it, it looks like he's just on the side of the building and like nobody builds a door like that. What is that supposed to be? No idea. It's the weirdest damn thing. It's such a liability. Like, you would have been sued into oblivion for building that door. But so they, they find this door up there, and it just drove me nuts. R grabs Julie close to him, jumps out of the window, and uses himself as the cushion for the fall into a... Pool? Pool. A moat? A, yeah, a very shallow pool that's around. A pool? A pool? A, a pool. A pool? That's very, a very shallow one that's around the stadium for some reason and she lives and it's a water feature stadiums water have feature. that right but it's just dude it's a movie not a documentary okay. move on 
So Julian R make out, which causes him to be more alive than he was. No, I'm sorry. He hits his head on the yes. bottom. She comes up and is like, R, R, and pulls him up. And that's when like he, he wakes up a little bit and then they kiss. And, uh, uh, uh. and <laughs> he's so... not brushed his teeth in something like eight years. I'm sure that's re- yeah. like he's got all that Perry brains in his teeth and uh. Anyway, I don't think they were kissing with tongue. Uh, you're I'm just, just saying. I think it, it it was a little. I don't know. It was pretty pretty long kiss for just a kind of thing. I don't like, know. Anyway, the general pulls up, sees the making out, <laughs> shoots R, and he's bleeding. He's bleeding, and she kind of like snips in front of him, and is like, "He's bleeding. Don't you see? Because he's he's being cured. Something's happening here." Blah blah blah. And then yeah, that, that's what's happening. Yeah. And when the other soldiers see that he's bleeding, they're like, oh, well, we can't shoot a bleeding person, sir. Like, he's alive. And so the zombies and humans join together, kill the rest of the bonies, and the zombies are coming back into normal life. And that's that's kind of the, the way it goes out is they're, the society is rebuilding with zombies and humans working together. Yeah. And there there is a nice comment of, like, when you have a common enemy, it, it, they used it as a bonding. Yeah. Like they, the the heartbeat zombies that were coming back to life, and the humans joined forces against the bonies, and whatever bonies they didn't kill turned to dust. Turned eventually. to dust, yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's the end. pretty much the end of the movie. And they're I mean, like, there's... "So, do you remember your name yet?" And he's like, "I like R. R is fine. R is fine." And she goes, "You don't miss your life before." He goes, "No, I like this life." He did have that funny line at the beginning of the movie when he's like, "I don't remember really who I was, but judging my my hoodie, I was probably unemployed." So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, Nicholas Holt is so charming. He's yeah. just like naturally pretty charming guy. Yeah, the, the, he's he's really good in it. Yeah, my favorite zombie that was not a main zombie was the TSA. Yes. That wanded every zombie that came by. <laughs> just half-ass wanding. Just boop, 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 boop. Those are some long-lasting batteries on those wands, though. <laughs> so that's uh, that's warm bodies. Yeah. So what you, would you think of warm bodies? Once you get past the fact that it's... Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. It, it's, it's decent. It's fine. So, like, I think there's... I think the zombie in this film and then this story represents apathy. Mm-hmm. And I wish that the the apathy aspect was explored more, but you're so distracted, or at least I was, <laughs> by the fact that it's Shakespeare inspired that it, it kind of eclipses that a little bit for me. And I don't know. I just, I hate Romeo and Juliet so much that when I found out like, okay, his name is R, because I can't remember my name. I think it started with an R, and that's all I know. And I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. Cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. My name starts with an R. Awesome. And then when I found out her name was Julie, I was like, no, don't you. Mm. And the fact that Perry was supposed to be her betrothed, mm-hmm. and Paris was supposed to be Juliet's betrothed, and the fact that Nora wanted to be a nurse, and she's basically the nurse character. Mm-hmm. And because the nurse tells her, she he's a Montague, you can't, you know, you can't love him. He's your father's rival. And he was, but in a totally different sense. 
I mean, it was just, it was a little on the nose. And the fact that they didn't die. If you're going to do Romeo and Juliet, you can't just, I hate West Side Story for the same, for the same thing. Because she doesn't die. Spoiler alert. I've never seen West Side Story. So. Oh my God. When you're a jet, you're a jet. I'm familiar with the song. Well, that one. To your last dying day. I feel pretty. Oh, so pretty. Anyway, it's a great, great film. Spoiler alert. He dies. She doesn't. Um, Romeo and Juliet, the reason why it sucks so bad is because both of them die. And I, one of my friends and colleagues, has told me, if you look at it as a love story, yeah, it's horrible. If you look at it as a satirical comment on the politics of the day, then it spins it in a whole different way. And so with that knowledge, between I, I heard that somewhere in between 2013 when we saw it in theaters and our rewatch of it this week. So coming at it with that aspect, knowing that it was supposed to be Shakespeare inspired, preparing myself for that, <laughs> I think I enjoyed it a whole lot more the second time around and could find that like apathy metaphor. And the bonies are just when you're so apathetic, you don't like want to do anything. So you're just the worst parts of humanity all wrapped up into one. Then, you know, other humans helping the heartbeat zombies take down the the bonies i think that like people need other people man we're different but i'm gonna help you to smash out our common enemy which is apathy or depression or like inter said mental illness here like i think there's there's an allegory there that is much more interesting at the beginning of the movie when he's uh talking about the things he does remember and like who he was and all this sort of thing there's a moment where he's like, I miss connecting with people or he's talking about connecting with people and how before it was easier to do it. And but then when he flashes back to remembering how things were before, every single person in that scene is not paying attention to each other at all. They're all on their phones. Yeah. They're all reading a paper. They're all doing something else. They're not interacting at all. And yeah, that's the one scene where it's like, this is subtext is for wimps. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like that is. What's, what's the, I know writers who use, use subtext. They're all cowards. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I enjoyed it the second watch. Yeah. It's it's a fine movie. It's like the cast is really good. And the story's strong enough. You know what I mean? It's not, mm. not going to change anybody's life. But I mean, uh, the guy who made it also is the guy who did that movie 50-50, the cancer movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And Seth Rogen, which is a heartbreaking, just good movie. I think I watched that question mark. I don't remember much you, of it though. You, you, I remember you watching part of it with me, and it, it is it's just a really good movie though. But he's a good director and good cast. I mean, it was hard not to do a decent movie with this 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 amount of talent there. Yeah. If you were gonna make a menu based on warm bodies, what would that be? A Jello brain, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Fruit cocktail. Fruit cocktail. Fruit cocktail. End. Some we've got that Jello mold with the brain or the Ooh, little mini. Go for it. I will let you so hard. I'll see what I, I can let do. You so hard. Yeah. Anything else you do for the menu? Um. They drink some Corona, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate Corona. <laughs> Any kind of like I would go to the liquor store and get yourself like the little tiny bottles that they serve on, on airplanes. airplanes. That'd be yeah. cute, yeah. Any kind of airplane food. A cake shaped like a leg. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. With a bite taken out of it. Any uh, zombie yeah. zombie, yeah, zombie themed stuff. Yeah. Well, that uh, brings us to the part of the episode where we give a rating to the movie. 
Uh, we do a 1 to 10 rating scale, and it changes for every movie. So what will the scale be for Warm Bodies? 1 to 10 zombie glow-ups. 1 to 10 bonies. That just sounds <laughs> like we watched I know, a completely I hate different... I hate the name of those things. But it's, I mean, it's it's like a three-year-old named them. Yes. You know? What do you want to name your dog? Brownie. Brownie. Because he's a, brown. It's a bony. Well, it's bony, so I'm going to name it bony. Um, one to ten Romeo and Juliet's. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. One to ten Nora's. One to ten heartbeat zombies. Heartbeat zombies. There heartbeat you go. Zombies. There you go. There you go. All right. I'm going to go with a six on this one. It's a six, six heartbeat zombies. It's fine. It's not the worst movie you're ever going to see. It's not great, but... It's above average. It's enjoyable. Yeah, it's an enjoyable flick. Like you're not gonna feel like you wasted your time. Yeah, and, and, and sometimes that's all you need is just something that's easy to watch, and this is definitely one of those easy to watch, kind of fun, not great, not gonna change your mind, like change your outlook on life probably, but yeah, check it out. And you? I would give it six heartbeat zombies as well i took off three points because of romeo and juliet <laughs> like i can't i can't give it any higher than a six um but again watching it the second time preparing myself for that it was it was good yeah it's a pretty fun movie. it was funny like i remember it, there are some really funny laughing. parts in this, yeah. yeah i remember laughing more this time than i did the last time because i was just so fucking pissed <laughs> I don't know why I hate Rome. Like, I do. I have my reasons, but I don't know if y'all want to hear it. <laughs> okay, well. Tweet at us if you want <laughs> to hear my diatribe on on uh, Romeo and Juliet, and I will answer you there. How about that? Okay. I won't waste any time on the podcast. But our Twitter handle is at MurderSheDon't1. Our TikTok is murder she don't murder she don't he doesn't post on it very often and then our instagram is murder she don't which i post on even less <laughs> <laughs> um but check are... us out interact with us so that we have reason to post things yes we are still trying to hit our listener goal of somebody in every state and we've gotten to the end of the list no no i'm gonna start calling senators from every state because i know they don't answer their phone messages it's an intern and what do they have to do nothing (laughs) nothing so at the end of this if we're truly to the end of the list we're I'm, i'm just gonna start calling and checking off boxes so we still need Wyoming and West Virginia for our W's. There's, maybe we'll co- go back next week and go through some of the ones we're still missing from the ones yeah. we've done before. But if you know anybody in uh, Wyoming, mm-hmm. or you know anybody in West Virginia. West Virginia. We've been to West Virginia. We Have should, we? Yeah. We'll drive, we drove through part of West Virginia when we were going to D.C., didn't we? We waved. Yeah, we, we drove through part of an edge of it. <laughs> but yeah, um, send us to your friends and family. And yeah. enemies enemies and random people on the street <laughs> that's probably the best one contact your senators hey you need to connect with people not on your phone all the time unless you're listening to our podcast and then you share that podcast with people on the bus <laughs> everybody thinks the people on the bus who just randomly talk to them are the best so what are you talking <laughs> I don't about no jesus christ please stop i'm uh... tired and i had a whole bunch of coffee so now i'm like wired my brain's not working right <laughs> Your brain was like, cool, your body's awake, but I'm not.
So yes, uh, send us to your friends and join us next week where we're going to watch uh, for the, I think, the 90th anniversary sure. of Dracula. We will be watching Bella Lugosi Dracula movie. That came out on Valentine's Day. How romantic. In 1931. So yeah, it'll be the 90th anniversary. But yeah, join us for Dracula. Mm-hmm. Another romantic film, or at least that's bleh, what it was pitched bleh. as when it first came out. Yeah, for real. And why would you why? I don't understand the the like I guess I do, but that's only because it's a trope now, you know, with Twilight and the love story of the vampires. Have you blah, blah, you blah. haven't read Dracula before, right? I have not. It's more of a big adventure book to me. Like it's been twenty years since I read it when I was in high school or something. But to me it was like, Oh, this is a big grand adventure, but there were a couple of moments I guess were kind of romanticized i don't know dracula doesn't scream romance to me although bram stoker's dracula the movie from the 90s there were a couple anyway we'll get into that later (laughs) so join us next week for dracula and remember don't Don't be be creepy. creepy don't be creepy don't be creepy